All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Fix it! There's the OG fixer that you guys Woo! all know and love from Big Toe. He's back in the building again for another episode. We are all together again, the three of us, the three amigos, the three regular guys that are exceptional general managers. I'm myself, Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug and the originator. Coach Red is in the building, and we are talking about playoff teams that almost made it but didn't quite win that Super Bowl. And today we are on my personal team, the San Francisco 49ers, and we are going to try to fix that franchise today. But like I always do, I'm going to send it to Coach Red to start us off. Coach Red, how are the Niners going to win a Super Bowl again? It's been about 20 years. I think they got to figure out what they're doing at the quarterback position. I think they're ready to give the tree, the keys to Trey Lance, but they waited too long on the Jimmy Garoppolo train and everything, the whole market fizzled. They were expecting to get it too. But when you see a guy with a higher caliber, like Matt Ryan go for a three, I think that they're kind of holding out, waiting to see what happens for training camp injuries. But for them, this, this team's built on the run and they're stable of running backs, although not in name recognition for most of the league is pretty deep. Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty, Trey Sermon, who was hurt last year. So you factor those guys in. Right now they still have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They get another guy that's more a more yak guy again in Ray Ray McLeod. That's Juan Jennings. They've got some guys that could sit there and go get yards after the catch because no matter who you have at quarterback, this is going to be this is going to be heavy line of scrimmage passes. Go get go get yards downfield. For them, How did I'm you looking. I'm looking at secondary play as my biggest place to improve, you know, secondary play and offensive line. You take, you take, you take an Aaron, who was it? Uh, Aaron Banks last year in the second round. And he's not even a projected starter for you right now where you're thin at the guard position with Lincoln Tomlinson going over to the jets. I think that guard's going to be heavy for him, but it hurts a little bit because of that Trey Lance trade. You do not sit there with a pick in the first round this year. Uh, well, and the whole Debo thing, though, too, is still kind of up in the air, but they're going to pay him whatever he wants, I think. Or they're going to trade him and get back into the first round or early uh -huh. second. I don't think how's they're going to do that. How's their cap space? I don't think it's terrible. I would have to look it up. Filler, do filler stuff. I know, I know they're gonna lose some on Jimmy. Yeah, they already lost one game in the playoffs. Hey, that's fine by me. For the, the Niners, as of yesterday, the 49ers are 30th in the NFL in cap space with a whopping 1.48 million okay no that's not a lot they have no money they do not have the ability to pay 
they need they need cap space. I mean, they've got eleven picks this year, right? They've got a ton of picks, bunch of picks. They're gonna need. Oh, let's see. They got they got a comp pick for Sala and Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, because they got that, two third the, round comp picks. That's because of the coaches. new GM deal. The the uh-huh. if you have a minority coach that gets hired somewhere else, but Jimmy Garoppolo's dead cap it. 1.4 mil. And if you need to go, if you need to free up cap space to go, to go do something, there, there you go. And they've got a solid defense. It's the only thing that got them as far as they did. Dude, now, they're also lost. Guys. Their edge rush group is awesome. Yeah. It's deep. You know, if you look at their edge group, you look, you know names of Nick Bosa and D Ford. You got Samson Abukum, who came over from the 49ers. Kerry Hyder's back after spending in Seattle. Then you throw in a guy they they traded for in season last year and Charles Menahue, who's currently slotting like seven or eight on the depth chart, and he's a very productive player. Yeah, they're deep. And the fact that they have so many picks this year, I think, I think they're going to be all right. With, I mean, coaching and higher management, I think they work pretty well as far as their drafting has been the last couple of years. They've done pretty solid. Where do you look at, at that round two pick? Where are we clocking in? Round two, pick 61. What are you thinking, Tug? They need to repair that offensive line. If they're going to hand the keys over to Trent, yeah. uh, they need to fill in guard. Losing Tomlinson was a huge blow. And the only way that they're going to even, you know, closely resemble the team that they were last year they're gonna have to shore up their interior offensive line and at having that late of a pick i mean they're really looking towards dylan parham out of memphis or possibly shifting darian Kennard, a huge high upside guy out of kentucky inside and seeing which one of them pans out but they need a guard I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a name out there for you. What about Cole Strange out of Chattanooga? He's pretty athletic guard, but has center versatility. So if you bring him in, start him at guard this year, you let Aaron Banks potentially, you know, mature for one more year. Alex Mack's not playing forever, and then you transition next year to moving Strange to center and hopefully passing the keys to to Banks. Next year, I like guard. Cole Strange a lot. I honestly do not see him getting past Baltimore at 45. See, I've seen him a lot in round three. I think that if you can get I've him I've seen him late, but two, Baltimore, Baltimore needs a center. Baltimore Baltimore could take could take Linderbaum in the first, but I don't think he's they're not going specific to, to him. They're not they're not gonna pick Linderbaum. He's not – they don't run as much of a zone blocking package as Linderbaum used to. I don't see them wasting pick 14 on a center 
when they could pick up a guy with, a, like you said, great upside at Chattanooga, Cole Strange at 45. I mean, it might be a stretch to some, but but the kind of offense that they run, there's a lot of movement in it. Like they're doing those jet sweeps, they're doing those pulling you know, guards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you Which is why Cole you, Strange, Cole Strange for this team could be like their great white buffalo. Yeah, that's why I was. It's a good for, fit. For, it's a good fit. I mean, if they have the picks, if they package one of their comp picks from a coach and their pick 61, I feel like they could move up into the 40s with maybe Indy or Atlanta or Cleveland and get Tyler Smith, who is that versatile, super athletic lineman that would be perfect for pulling guards or you know, possibly playing tackle whenever uh, Williams is hurt, which is pretty awful. Tyler Smith has huge upside. Tulsa, dude's a freak of nature. He can play anywhere on the line. And that's what they like. They like that in their, in their secondary, and they like that on their line. They like to be able to shift people around. And he would be a game changer for them taking over for Lake and Tomlinson and shifting all around when they're doing all those sweeps. So I'm just thinking about is Trey Lance going to be enough for them to make a run? I think you're going to see with him probably in his year two, more like what you saw at a Kyler Murray year one, where he'll rely on his legs a lot. He's got a big arm and can make throws, but it's going to come down to decision making and, you know, when to get down, when to get out of bounds, you know, when to, when to take the chance on that, you know, intermediate to deep ball where you saw Kyler Murray struggle a little bit in year one and that kind of got better as the year progressed, I expect to see that out of Trey Lance in his year two campaign. I hope so. As a fan, I, I hope so too. And I mean, that's kind of always what I've seen him as like potentially, like you could definitely be that kind of player, but with the coaching that he has, I think it's going to help him a lot, especially I'm sure that they're going to take pressure off of him with that run heavy offense. So he doesn't have to rely on being the main guy who's going to be scrambling and running. Yeah, I agree to an extent. I mean, I don't think they're going to try and just set him loose like they did Kaepernick in like 16. I don't see them doing that again. But I feel like to get him comfortable, they're going to have a lot of a lot of scheduled runs where he can, you know, take a two-step drop and sneak up the just middle for yeah. six, seven, just build his confidence a little bit, open up the middle for uh, George Kittle or Debo to come across and build his confidence in those first couple weeks because 
he hasn't had a lot of playing time. So I don't, I mean, unless they ease him into the offense, I, I, I would rather see them ease him in and, you know, lose a couple games than throw him to the wolves and then bench him for no reason. Yeah. You know, I would hate to see him get that kind of treatment where it's like, oh, you know, we spent the third overall pick and we gave up a bevy of draft picks to to get you and you didn't win your first three games. Come on. Yeah. You know, which, you know, think about the criticism that Trevor Lawrence got last year after they lost thinking, their first. I was thinking of Justin Fields. Yeah. Yep. You're in, now you're out. Um, now now you're back in, in. Out, in, out, in, out. And, you know, oh, he only had, you know, 100 yards rushing and one touchdown and 200 yards passing. We expected more than that. And, you know, the 49ers not in an easy division. Oh, by far, probably one of the toughest in the league. I mean, less the Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Sick burn. <laughs> Sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> Prank you. Sorry, I was just trying to find depth at the safety position because I like what they have um, when you sit there and look at, I think it's what, uh, Jimmy Ward's still there? Rocking, yep. rocking free safety. I'm looking for a strong safety guy that I can kind of get in the later rounds. I'm going to look at a Reed Blankenship out of Middle Tennessee, who's a guy that could drop down, play that box safety for you, and could be that nickel defender early on while he's still learning the game. But this guy's going to be a hitter for you, and that's what you're going to need out of the strong safety. When you look at the teams in this division, when you look at the Rams, who run a lot of crossers across the middle, you want to make those guys not want to go across the middle. The Seahawks are going to be run heavy. You've got – you want to put pops on those guys in Arizona. Like physical defense is what's going to get you to that next level. And I think that Reed Blankenship could be a guy that you could look for in those later rounds that could fill that hole for you. I like what you're doing there, but I've got a different opinion on safety. Big hitter, you called it out. I think they address it a little bit earlier, um, possibly at pick 93 and Kirby Joseph. Illinois dude lays hat. He's a big, very physical downhill type safety who's relatively good in coverage, but he he likes to lay the hammer. And I think that's someone that they could also target. And he also last year, didn't he clock in like he was a ball hawk this last year? I think he clocked in with like five picks. Yeah. I see him a little bit more in the free roll, though. What are you on with two free? Uh, you got you to remember that John Lynch is around. He's going to recognize guys like that. There's no safety that we're going to take out of Stanford. So. <laughs> oh, Ivy, Ivy League? Those Ivy League players just aren't <laughs> what they used to be. And yeah, he had five picks and 41 solo tackles. I mean, he, he's built in the frame that they want. He's, he's that 6'2", 200-pound downhill safety. I mean, there, there's this, this draft is a mean Ed Reed back there. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, is he still doing stuff? No, well, the Niners love that kind of safety. 
I mean, is that reads to that. I mean, there's a this this draft is surprisingly deep with safeties. Um, a lot of people that don't get talked about, but if you actually kind of you know delve into into the draft, there's a lot of a lot of safeties that that just get overlooked, like like Barone McKinley, kid out of Oregon. I mean, another consensus All-American as a sophomore. And, I mean, he was all, all Pac-12 first team, Pac-12 all-conference. You know, he was just a, he was a stud. And he just gets overlooked because there is so much depth. But, I mean, something like someone like him is going to – they're going to go in the fourth, possibly. I mean, there's a ton of, of talent – I mean, they, they like they like the shifty players that can be moving around. Like like even Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska plays slot corner and safety. Or Nick Cross out of Maryland. Yeah, Nick Cross out of Maryland's another great example. I mean, it, unless they're I mean, those are a couple guys that they should absolutely target, unless they're you know pairing up draft picks to try and trade up and get Dax Hill. I think Dax Hill is going to go top twenty. I don't think he's making it round two. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's right. my that's can my we, uh, that's insider info. Don't share it to anyone but our podcast. Can listeners. we go back? Can we go back to round five and, and pick up my uh my favorite player in the entire draft? Smoke yep. Monday. Smoke Mondays, baby. Smoke Monday, Auburn safety picked right there. It's settled. And boom, fixed your franchise. Boom, one seventy two, fixed your franchise. And I will be buying that jersey. <laughs> I want Monday. I want the whole thing wrote out. Believe that. <laughs> and that's how you fix your franchise. Guys, got anything else? Nope. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. That's how we do it. We get yourself some hybrid players that can play safety, maybe a little cornerback. You keep that defense stacked up like you do. You don't got a lot of money to spend. You actually believe in the quarterback that you thought you were going to believe in. Give him a chance. Don't give him that second-year quarterback treatment to where you put him on the bench halfway through the season because he threw a couple interceptions. Just let him do it. Let him go through that. He's going to throw. He's going to do it. He's going to recline his legs. He's going to do a lot of running. But you're still going to be in contention. You can still make the playoffs again. It's going to be a little bit tougher this year because you've got a Don't young worry. quarterback. That's why you've got a lot of stuff to worry about. But you'll figure it out. You'll especially figure it out if you listen to this podcast because we're fixing franchises over here and we're trying to get people to Super Bowls. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys. That wraps it up for our 49ers episode. We love y'all, and we'll see you next time. Peace.